Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion Star Wars Podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderona. With us on the other side of the screen is OT1 Kenobi, our co-host. And joining us today, his special guest is making the jump from the chat to the rebellion. It's our friend Alan Chain. Alan, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing real good. I'm over here in California. Hey, I'm all the way over here on the other coast. But fortunately, we're stuck in the occlusion zone over here. But we're doing okay, yeah. All right, I see that you have your High Republic shirt. I forgot to wear to wear mine today, but you're representing because we will be talking about the Eye of Darkness at some point today. But Oti, we've <laughs> been I don't want to say complaining, but where's the Star Wars news? We got nothing to talk about. <laughs> There's a lot to like, talk about. Today. Like Elsar Man to those um, Nile buoys, just like shooting at everything. <laughs> Um, oh man, poor Elsor man and his attack on the storm wow. wall. Yes. Didn't go as planned. I, I had mm-hmm. marked that chapter because I remember when you, you tweeted about it, chapter 41. Yeah. And like when the chapter started, I already knew like what was gonna happen because I remember <laughs> your tweet, but like it, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll get into all that in a few minutes and all the new Star Wars, all right. All these Star Wars stories are out there today, but if you're joining us today, make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Today is actually our last episode of the year, so make sure you subscribe Ooh. to our show. Yeah, Oti, today's our last one. Sorry, I didn't tell you. That's <laughs> 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 news. Uh, so yeah, subscribe so you don't miss when new episodes drop early in 2024. Make sure you like this video if you're watching live, and when you watch this later on the replay, also like it and comment down below any thoughts comments or questions you might have about today's episode or anything going forward, always go through those. And thanks. We had someone that watched our Lydia Kang interview earlier this week and gave us a very nice comment that they just mm-hmm. finished the book, really enjoyed the the interview with it. So thank you out there to everyone that just goes back and watch some of our older episodes. I Funny enough, I, I was thinking about that, that interview yesterday um, yeah. while I was in my Uber on my way here. Um, <laughs> and... That, that, I think that's my favorite thing I've done as a Star Wars podcaster. Thing. So thank you, Alberto. <laughs> there you go. I think I'm right there with yeah. you. It, it's something. We gotta, I'm trying. I'm trying to get more authors here. So we'll see how that goes. I would love to talk to George Mann and pick his brain because this book Ooh. was crazy. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Let me see what I can do. I'll send a few emails. And of course, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, Give us a rating reviews. Oh, also fun when you guys are still listening over there. All right, Alan, how are you doing again? Star Wars, hey. you're always on the chat. You're here today. I see the little pork family. And of course, Nobs mm-hmm. is there with you, representing the High Republic. Um, yes. So we were talking a little, little bit before we started, but what's we you always want to learn from our friends and new fans that we get here. What's your Star Wars story? How do you get got into this fandom to the point where you're on Star Wars Twitter every day, you're listening to podcasts, you're here on the show now? What brought you to this galaxy? 
Well, absolutely. So I grew up like with the special edition on VHS. So that's the one that really like got to me and stuff. So it just like launched everything for me. And then we got the sequels. We got the pod racing on MTV. And that was like the big thing on TRL. Yeah. For some reason, that, that just that whole sequence. And then you're just like growing up and then you're all of a sudden you're seeing George Lucas and bringing to it. That was a big part of my college experience. So that's the, that's the start of everything. Yeah. <laughs> For the young kids out there, TRL, Total Request Live, or you would ask what music video you wanted to see on TV. That was a thing, a thing back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Alan, one of the things that Oti and I always joke when we're here and we see you on the chat is you're always at Disneyland, always posting from over there, from Batu, <laughs> always having fun. How, how do you get there every day or seems like it every week? And then you say you have something about Disney that you wanted to share with us today. Absolutely, right. So anybody who knows me, uh, I'm a resident. I grew up uh, here, so I've been to the parks a lot. Uh, Recently, we've been. I've had the annual pass now changed to the magic key and stuff. So I'm, I'm there frequently. Me and my husband both we're both Disney adults, we're those like insane people that just like, love going to the park, park. So it's, I I remember when Galaxy Edge like, first opened up, I wasn't able to, to get into it until like after post pandemic. So mm -hmm. it was really really awesome going back there building your lightsaber seeing the fountain for the first time but so i i'm in it uh, i love going in into there all the time and just the the feeling of seeing like everyone now compared to when i was a kid when i first uh, we have we have grandmas in grogu gear and stuff wow. so you can see how much power how much the the hold that star wars has and just everybody now so yeah so with disneyland we have a lot of news coming up for the first time uh they announced their 2024 event calendar and typically during uh for star wars they do the whole may the fourth be with you so for this year they're doing a big big event called seasons of the force going from april 5th to June 2nd. So we will see the return of Hyperspace Mountain, the fantastic overlay on Space Mountain, just like rushing around, seeing X-Fighters and all that fun stuff. There's gonna be theme merch and food and special things that are happening for those two months. And big, 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 exciting things coming to Star Tours. The adventures continue. We're going to get new uh, sequences for the Star Tours. We don't know just yet, but uh, I'm hoping uh, let's get something Andor. Let's get something, maybe even Ahsoka. Uh, and then we're also getting fireworks over Galaxy Edge. Uh, over Falcon, you can always see the the fire, fireworks at night. It's a really great spot if you want to avoid all the crowds and, and stuff because there's a lot of open spa, space over there. Mm -hmm. Now for the Seasons of the Forest, there's going to be fun theme music just for, I mean, I'm sure it's got millions, but fun uh, Star Wars music just for the fireworks and it's going to be fun. And then we're going to see the return of Disneyland After Dark 
Star Wars nights, there's going to be eight nights across uh, for the After Dark, uh, which always sells out. It's very fun to do. Uh, and there's going to be eight nights of that happening in April and May. Funny thing enough that um, May the 4th uh, actually does not have a Star Wars After Dark night, but usually they do something, but it may be just food and stuff. So that's everything. It's, it's reduced this year. Uh, Disneyland looks like they're doing a lot of things. Um, I'm expecting that they're going to be like synergizing like a lot of things because they really tried hard. With Ahsoka coming out, they had Walk Around, they had Hera, they had a uh, Ahsoka actor sort of walking around uh, Sports Galaxy's Edge, which was fun. I didn't get to see them because it's only like a short thing, but you know, uh, Disneyland, I think probably because of the strikes and everything, they weren't able to do all the push uh that they normally do so they're probably i anticipate they're really trying to synergizing a lot so we can only hope that there's going to be a new disney plus show or something that's going to come out during mm -hmm. that time so that they can really like capture everyone that's going to be at disneyland they're going to be excited about whatever new show animation or the new one coming out but everyone in disneyland Hey, Star Wars is doing so great over there. You can, you can see all, all of that. So that's gonna be very fun coming up in this this coming season. I so quick mention we lost Alberto, so um, <laughs> taking ownership. Um, but what what you were saying, uh, Alan, reminded me of when I remember when Revenge of the Sith came out. I my parents took me to Disney World. Me and you know and my my siblings, we we went to Disney World. And we, we one we watched Revenge of the Sith in Downtown Disney on opening day, Ooh. but I remember that after that, like I, I I don't know if it was called Star Wars Weekends or Star Wars Week. I I don't remember because it was, yeah. it was a while ago. Um, but I, I do remember that like Star Wars took over Disney World, and I remember that like when you got to the park, that security line. They were stormtroopers checking your bags and yeah. walking around. So that was pretty cool. I remember they had like Mickey with the Darth Vader helmet merch. And so that's pretty cool. That's, you know, like every time Star Wars takes over anything, it's it's fun. So um, it, it'll be definitely like cool to like, I, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to go there, but it'll be cool <laughs> to see the pictures and everything. So yeah, pretty awesome. Um, so, okay. Um, while we wait for Alberto, um, I think we can jump onto some of the news, I guess. Um, hmm. What do you want to talk about, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much. Well, there's a lot. So we, let, let's jump onto the whole Mando season four is supposedly now a movie because that's, you know, from the things that Alberto sent me, that's like. <laughs> I didn't read anything regarding the Mace Windu book. Um, so supposedly, I, and when Alberto comes back, he can tell us what the source was. Supposedly, their Mando season four might, might not be in Mando season four, and it's supposedly on its way to become a movie. Um, <laughs> before I even ask, like, how do you feel about this? Do you it, think this is a thing? You know, I, this this feels very interesting to me because this is the thing that I thought would have been much tighter, especially with 
you know, Filoni's new role, he's supposed to be the CCO. He's not the one that's like, oh, let's, like, if there's going to be a movie change from, like, this, if you're expecting they've been working on the new seasons going on, they have the roadmap already then. Filoni's not going to be just like, he's not the one to to spearhead changing from a movie. Because it's it seems weird to me. That, I'm here. <laughs> here we go. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, I've been watching and been guesting here for a couple of years, and I have never seen you anywhere else. Where are you, Alberto? <laughs> I'm in my bedroom. I can't even. I do you hear me right? I don't you, know. No, you don't have your mic connected. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Now, can you hear yeah. me now? I think I think it's better. A little better. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Now, now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're already talking about the Ray movie. Uh, the 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 man. <laughs> uh, Where are we? Where are we actually? So I I, I was asking Alan how uh, how substantive do thing. you think? Like, uh, so I, my question I, I asked the question because I don't think this is a thing at all. Like uh, this makes mm. absolutely no sense to me. The Mando movie. Yeah. All right, give me one yeah. second because I gotta do everything. Did you do anything? You don't have access to anything else. No, Did... stop! Don't complain. You you have never shown fault, me the roads. You you've never shown me the roads. <laughs> <laughs> you never wanted to. Let's start there. Anyway, I lost connection in my office. I'm in my bedroom. There's a a jigsaw puzzle of dogs that we did like almost twenty years ago. Alberto, my dog so got so upset she left. <laughs> I mean, my dogs might show up back there at some point. <laughs> Okay, Alberto, stir the ship. Come on. <laughs> All right. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars News. Star Wars News. We're not going to do this again. Man. Go on, Alan. <laughs> yeah. The Mando movie. Mando. I mean, to that and you can see at Disneyland, everyone wants to see the TV shows. Everyone loves the merch. It, you have now seasonal Grogu merch. Right now it's holiday. He's in the pram in a snow sled. You want people want people there want to buy the merch and it's so powerful. You see Grogu merch in the mainland mm. Disney store. Oh, it's so you can see it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, it's everywhere. So I I, I don't see it. it doesn't make sense to be dense I, to a movie and taking off the Disney Plus. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I'll say, like, maybe like a Disney Plus movie, which I think we've all been waiting for it to happen and haven't seen mm. it. Um, I think yeah. maybe that could work, but like, uh, we just got three movies announced. Why wouldn't they have announced this one? Like, yeah. and, and that's like my thing with. M this kinds of discussion like this doesn't happen overnight like these are long conversations these are big budget movies it's not like these things like here you go five hundred thousand dollars the five hundred million dollars go make a movie like didn't we just have like two weeks of big hollywood studios complaining about things being announced all of a sudden make no sense we're not wasting movie we're making things thoughtfully we're having people talk to each other sweet if this is a brand new movie that they decide, you know, season four Mandalorian is not going to work as eight episodes. Let's just make a movie. It makes no sense, like you said, Oti. 
But at the same time, where I'm going, especially for the first movie to come back, it doesn't seem like, man, there's that big draw. Make an actual Ray Skywalker movie, to me, makes more sense. But going to what yeah. um, Alan was saying, that you see grandmas walking with Grogu shirt. Maybe the leadership things, Grogu and Mandalorian, are the in thing in Star Wars that has been... Stop what you're constantly. saying, Alberto. Stop what you're I'm saying. I'm just trying to make a conversation. I will not take this, Dale. Dale is in the chat. Hi, Dale. I will not oh. take this Odie slander. Uh, <laughs> Brennan is also in the chat. Hi, Brennan. Okay, let's go. He's always the first. Hi, Dale. Hello there, Dale. Um, the Mandalorian season four may become a movie sooner than we expected. No, it's not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, after this, we have before we come back in 2024, I'll show you every single button so you can take over the show. Please. Here. Uh, uh, wait a second. I can. I can. Sh okay, this is there. I can share one of my speculative stories. I don't think it'll happen exactly how I wrote it. It's still evolving. Okay, I want to hear that, Dale. I want to yeah. hear that. I was being sarcastic. I, I want to hear that. Um, yeah. So, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, to me, again, this came out of nowhere. Jeff Snyder, his podcast, he hot mic, kind of mentioned that his uh, sources or whatever saying that season four, hmm. which apparently just started kind of getting together, right? We've heard from Katie Seiko, from uh, the guy that plays Mando. Uh, kind of, yeah, we're getting into it. This isn't the Boca Tan story, we still the Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah, now it's a movie. It's like, makes no sense unless this is actually the Dave Filoni movie that they're just moving forward and people have it confused with season four. Then maybe I'll take that. That's mm. so that's the thing because Jeff Schneider, people don't usually like him, but he, he gets good scoops. Yeah. Like he was the one who said they're announcing three movies and <laughs> and People laughed at him, and literally next morning, boom, three movies are coming. Yeah. Um, so maybe he, his sources are confused, but th I just this makes no sense because we're already getting a Mandalorian movie. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the point of Dave's movie. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. This is super weird. <laughs> Alan, but I obviously missed like ten minutes of this, but. <laughs> Uh, where were you in this when you heard this news? Were you like, yes, let's go? Because I've seen some people were excited for this, kind of saying, oh, if they didn't have this story for eight episodes, yeah, let's make a movie. It makes sense. Were you excited or are you kind of on the fence? Like, I don't know if this is true or not. Yeah, it, it just seems baffling to me because Mando clearly is the flagship Disney Plus show. And I don't see yeah. them like letting go of that or losing it for, for a movie, which... Uh, I don't, I don't see that there. Yeah, it's difficult to kind of say, yeah, this is a TV show, let's make a movie, and then let's go back to bring it to a TV show. So once you make a big movie out of it, it's kind of hard to then bring it back to those. Yeah, just Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I think it's like mm -hmm. TV shows that turn into movies don't usually go great, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> like, if this is actually a thing that's happening, I'm not going to be upset. But... Um, I don't know. I'm very skeptical about it. Like, I don't. I don't think this would be a yeah. smart or anything. Okay. Um, Dale is asking if we're on Discord. We are not, as as far as I know. I don't know. We are. I just we don't are. use it. We are on Discord. I, I don't know how to use it that much, <laughs> and it's been sitting for about a year, and I haven't posted. Oh, really? I, I downloaded oh. Discord once, and I have no idea how to use it, so I deleted the app. <laughs> it's. It's. I don't know. It's there. Oh. 
So Alberto, you're the captain oh, of the ship again. Take, We're take on control. Discord, brother. Okay, we oh, are apparently. My last post, okay. actually, December 16 of 2022, and Brennan was my the last person to reply to my comments. So thanks, okay. Brennan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so did you guys went straight to the Mando news? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the actual movie news we were going to talk about. And it's, let me get my notes because I'm not on my computer. So I had to take up, I mean, I'm at computer. Ah, I'm at my computer, but not the one I was using for my notes. So according to, where am I? To Film and Television Industry Alliance Production Tracking Services, the production list, the new Ray Skywalker movie will start filming on April 7, 2024, while Star Wars News Net says not so fast as they believe it won't be until at least the summer before production begins on the new movie. So my question was, even if it starts in April or it starts in the summer, it's kind of the same, but are we excited that finally? Uh, yeah, and then, no, 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 forget about that. It's not coming. No, 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 no. I, I, I find it very funny. Like, not so fast. It's not April. It's June. <laughs> also, I'll say this. This is classic American thing. Summer doesn't start at the same time everywhere. Like, summer in Puerto Rico starts like a month before it starts. Like, calm down. <laughs> Well, it's if you take the summer solstice, or is it like the end of June almost, or is it like May when it starts getting hot? Alan, how do you feel about this? <laughs> oh, that button, you know where it is. You don't know anything about that one, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting to work on it. You know, I've been like watching, uh, uh, especially because we know that the strikes delayed so much, so it's it's definitely going to like make whatever's next more and i i think that this is a fantastic like choice if this is the next movie coming out i i cannot be more more pumped up if it's the ray movie if that's the I, first one i, I for me it makes sense i i would have wanted it to be the last one of these three mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. build the hype but I, I can't help but be excited like Ray I'm excited. I'm getting excited um, for yes. Ray coming. Sorry, go ahead, Dante. And no, just just saying, like the whole production starting gets me excited. Like, I I, yeah. I I still remember like being at a stoplight and seeing J.J. Abrams pose when they finished recording Rise of Skywalker and him saying like it feels impossible and we get the the picture of the big three hugging. And for me, it's like somebody knows already. Someone knows what the next Star Wars story is. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I get excited. It's it, This is, I mean, if this is the next one coming and it's going to start shooting in the next couple of months, if it wasn't for the strike, again, blame the studios, they were already been like halfway through shooting or something. Maybe. So like you said, someone yeah. knows this story. It's it's there. And, and we we could have been bracing for maybe a late 2025 release maybe originally originally i believe what's december 2025 and now they're saying summer or may 20 summer 2026 december 2026 so that was my it's question coming summer. up yeah. if it's usually one year for filming for this type of movies so another so that's all of 2024 then another year for post-production that's all of 2025 where do you think this falls or releases May, because May is Star Wars month, or let's go back to December where thing ha things have worked in the past. And I wish, I hope it's December. And there's a cat Me right too. now. So. I, I, I could see them maybe wanting to retake summer, 
May the 4th, like, what's yeah. their date? Um, but I, for me, Christmas is Star Wars time. Like, yeah. Um, it was the Force Awakens yesterday. I felt like it was back in like, 2014. I'm not going to spin my camera around, but like my girlfriend already decorated everything for Christmas. And it feels right to be talking Star Wars <laughs> and reading this book in a de- Christmas um, decorated place. I don't know. It feels, it felt right. What do you think, Alan? May or Christmas? What do you want? Hey, I'm I'm hoping for the for that Christmas. All right. Who do you have there with you? So it's Harry, my cat. <laughs> Looks like Goose from <laughs> from Captain Marvel. Yeah. He's an orange boy. He's he's very fun. He, is he very a flirtkin? <laughs> we don't know. So he's eating people. I haven't seen him eat anybody yet. But okay, that, that you know of. <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> All right, before we move to our next story, so we've talked a little bit here, Oti, about for this Ray movie, it's Ben Solo coming back. How can they work that out? Let's keep that out for now. But do you think maybe, Alan, I'll start, I'll ask you first, do you think we'll get Finn and maybe get that Jedi Finn that people have wanted to, to kind of explore a little bit? This is really why I'm super like excited for this movie, especially because it's really the time that we sort of get, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm Filipino, so I noticed that, you know, we need to see brown people, brown people yeah. succeed. So Finn to get his Jedi story and then achieve that, that was teased and promised to us. So I'm. I want to see Finn get get it. I want to see Rose because of all that anti Asian <laughs> that everybody adored. And Ray needs to get. Ray is the one that's going to get the Jedi Order and stuff because mm-hmm. we saw saw Luke just lose his his order and that that's it. So this is the time to retake that. Okay, I. I, I I don't want to be like this sure about what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say like a very me thing. I don't see a reality where they don't come back, and I, I, I'm a little hesitant to say that because I I really do see a re- reality where he's like, nope, I'm not coming back. Yeah, but like yeah, I I it's very hard for me to see the story and not see them like all of them kelly marie tran oscar isaac like all of them so un- unless ray is a supporting character to the story and not the main character that's like yeah. the only way i could be like okay mm. yeah but it's been already like ray daisy really is coming back it's the ray movie so i'm kind of very difficult at least this first one to not have her as the lead maybe if the follow-ups and i agree with uh, the author and if that they could don't work. Co- yeah all right, so all the way how you set that up. If you set her up with a good supporting cast in that first one, then kind of push her to the to the background a little bit and bring the other people for a second or third one, works great. So we're uh, we're all in accordance that we're doing episode 10, 11, and 12. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think so. When she said, I've already read read one, but I think there can be more, I think it is. It, it might be I hopefully it works as a single story. If, for some reason, it doesn't pan out commercially, and they say, you know what, let's not spend another 200 million on this, then whatever. But I hope that they at least approach those actors to say, hey, we're writing this story, do you want to come back? And if they say no, then great, but at least they were approached and they then yeah. they'll change the story. But to say, no, nah, no, nah, we don't want to 
bring Finn and Rose because that was too much of a chaos back in 2018, then that's a cop-out that we, we don't want. So hopefully, at least they ask. Okay. They're saying, I think John Boyega will definitely come back if he is a good Jedi. Yeah, basically the main character after his training. So I I don't think like he'll be like, yeah, I only come back if it's my movie, especially if he's getting approached to to come to a Ray movie. Yeah. But I, I do think he'll be like very like, nah, I gotta see that script. I want some things on my contract. Like I, I think he'll be I don't wanna say difficult, but like maybe difficult. Um like I, I don't think he'll be like, yes, yes, I'm coming back. Let's do it. I think he he loves obviously working with Daisy Ridley. I think he has a good relationship with a lot of people in Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy. So I don't think that he's bitter to working with Star Wars. But I think same thing. It's all about the script. Give me a good, a yeah. good role. I don't don't want to be in the background again, again. And that depends no, I, how you saw those movies. But I think he comes back for a good role. And, and again, he's a working actor. Him, this is jobs. It makes and sense. more than just like the script. I think he'll be like, no, no. What's the end game for my character? Like, oh yeah. Uh, uh, like, uh, am I gonna get fridged? Like, what's what what <laughs> what what do you have in mind? Um. Oh, we lost Alan. Uh, now we lost Alan. Just as Mo is here saying hi to Alan, then Alan I'm, leaves. Hi, Mo. I think he saw hi, hi Alan and just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so not Mo. All right, oh. Mo, I see you need to leave, but thanks she for joining us. Yep. We'll still get a couple of topics before we get there. All right, so while we wait for Alan to come back, let's jump to our next topic, which is Star Wars on TV 2024. It's almost there, but what's coming next? We have no idea. So in a press release from Disney Plus UK, only two Star Wars TV series are officially listed as premiering in 2024, The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. We briefly talked about this, I think last week, there were some rumblings that maybe Acolyte comes before Skeleton Crew. But we were still, I guess, debating, not debating, but thinking that Andor Season 2, Bad Bad Season 3, Visions, uh, also the Jedi, all this was still coming up because there were supposedly five, and now we're down to two. I'll, I'll say, I think that has to be wrong because I, I'm pretty sure they said um, Bad Batch is summer 2024. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure we already heard that. And like we talked last week, like the kindness are almost done with mixing the, the music. So the show is there. It doesn't make sense to push this for another another year. And I think this is a show that you shouldn't give it too much of a of a gap. Like two years, I think it's too much way for bad bashes on three people. I yeah, say I, people might lose interest, but it's yeah, it's too far we, away. And we all get we already got a trailer, like um it wasn't celebration, but it was like a full trailer. It wasn't just like a teaser. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I think that's not like 100% accurate. I'm pretty sure we're going to get Bad Batch. Yeah. So what about the others? And we just mentioned Bad Batch. Is there a chance, again, if we, we got to put the strike in perspective, do you think you got Alan? Alan's here. There so, <laughs> now we so, just need to lose Oti at some point. Just don't say that, man. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not concerned about Andor not coming back that soon because, again, just as you mentioned, like we can't lose the strikes from perspective. Um, I, I, for me, it makes sense for it to be delayed, like for 2025, and I don't really mind it. Like I, I don't mind not having five Star Wars show come out next year. Like I'm I fine think, with three. 
and I think I'm right there with you. When I saw that report of, yeah, five Star Wars TV shows, and I, man, that's that's too much. Like a Star Wars, no. a new Star Wars shows every like two and a half months or something. It's too much. Um, Alan, so we're just talking about this report, or not report, uh, a press release, I believe, that Disney Plus UK put out that only the Acolyte, only showed the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew as premiering in 2024. Do you think this matches maybe with what you would prefer, or are you kind of bummed that we're not getting, seems like we might not be getting Andor Season 2, Bad Batch Season 3, some of those other shows might be pushed to next to the following year? Yeah, so like I have the perspective that, you know, especially because like, you know, I'm a Disneyland goer. So there's this synergy that's going to happen, especially with like Ahsoka had a bunch of their merch in Disneyland. It's in Disney, mm-hmm. downtown Disney. They had a lot of different figures and hoodies and stuff for them to put the Acolyte and for them to put Skeleton Crew, especially being a show that's aimed at kids, because there's a lot of... High Republic is doing so well, nubs. nubs. <laughs> I'm expecting more nubs to take, take over <laughs> Disney and proper, but it's it's everywhere. So they're having two shows to focus on. They have a chance to get that mer- mer- that, it, that puts more eyes. And when you're wearing the shirts, you're no again, Alan. Alan, no. All right. So I th- I think he makes sense with years ago we talk about how maybe Star Wars marketing wasn't the best and all the promotion material coming after the show with Ahsoka, they've kind of pushed a lot of the merchandise really quick. And if you want Disneyland and Disney over here in Orlando, kind of just keep up with the times, it's difficult to kind of run through all the merchandise every couple of months just to bring Acolyte and or Skeleton Crew, Bad Batch. So it kind of makes sense also just let's slow it down a little bit, have two or three shows, and then push all that out there. Oti, when do we hear something official? Because hopefully... The, the High Republic show, we're all waiting for the next episode on the on the Star Wars YouTube channel to come out. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a trailer or an announcement for the Acolyte when a the High Republic show. It could work, because last time when they revealed Buriaga's fate was right before Tales of the Jedi came out, uh, Tales of Light and Life, and it was during the High Republic oh, they, show. They spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, they spoiled it, which I think was bad, but still. And I think before that, I mean, after that, wasn't in a High Republic show when they mentioned that some of the characters from the books were jumping to the High Republic, to the Younger young Jedi so. Adventure? Yeah. So it kind of makes so. sense that they announced something with the High Republic show. So it's coming. People have been asking that, Christina Rio when's the next episode. She's kind of being. That would be like a nice bomb because yeah. we know like what the next books are. So that would be like a cool, like. Just like a 30-second teaser, like, here you go, boom. Like Yeah, even if it's whatever they show that celebration, just give us that. I'm tired of the potato camera. I want to see a 4K one. Uh, you see the potato camera? Because I remember you didn't want to see it. I saw it because it, I saw it a couple of months ago, and it's kind of tilted and all that the, stuff. The original potato camera I saw was, like, yes, it didn't look great, but it was awesome. <laughs> it, it is, it is. Um, so Alan, are you excited? You're a High Republic fan, so are you excited for the Acolyte for whenever we see official images and trailers and all that stuff? Yeah, I missed out on seeing because 
you know, it was exclusive to uh, Celebration Europe, so I've only seen shaky potato cam. <laughs> I I want to know what all the characters that we love and all the new ones that are going to be because they it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I I'm hope we know Vernestra. I'm hoping we get Oporensis's. <laughs> or or Yarel Poof. I love that how every time he shows up in a book, the book goes into detail how weird this character is. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, man, it's it's one of those things we always say, Otto, you always mention when you talk about Andor or Ahsoka. Like, yeah, they don't read the books. They don't read all this other stuff. Can Leslie Headland, because this is coming from this oh. initiative, like making connections or at least references that people might not get. We talked about Doctor Who. You might not get all the references from five doctors uh, ago, but it's still kind of a good nod. So it's still some mention of Avoy Chris or... You remember when... I just thought also... that Vernestra could mention her master and I'm about to die. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We lost it now. Vernestra mentioned Stellan Geos. Mm -hmm. I never got a chance to tell him about my visions. Oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna die. He died 200 <laughs> years ago. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh man, it's I'm ready. Let's move on. We gotta move on because <laughs> this is too much. So, this was a nice surprise a couple of days ago, wow. or like two days ago. A new Mace Window book was announced. So, yesterday, both Tom Holler from Penguin Random House Senior Editor and Del Rey Star Wars Twitter account announced a new book coming next year with the release of Mace Window. Mace Window, The Glass Abyss. There's a long synopsis, but I'm just going to read the last paragraph. Intent on fulfilling, fulfilling Qui-Gon's final wishes, Mace travels to Migatos and infiltrates the enemies of the Sa'ad. But as the Jedi Master investigates the boundaries of the Jedi Code, challenging his belief and his relationships to the Force itself, it comes out August 6, 2024. People wanted more stories between... Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Uh, we're getting that other Jedi book with all the Jedi Masters. And now we have this Mace Window fulfilling Qui-Gon Jinn's final wish or final mission. Alan, are you a Mace Window fan? Are you some of those that blame Mace Window for the fall of the Jedi and for calling Ahsoka a citizen? Where do you fall on Mace Window and then this book announcement? Hey, I... I can. Uh, I like all the different perspectives out there. I I, I love Samuel Jack Jackson. He's he's great. I remember seeing him in, when in the the cartoons when Gendy Tartakovsky. That was yeah. a good good version of that. But I, it's very interesting that that he's the one to get uh, a final wish from Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> yeah. Give re to <laughs> wow. Yeah, of all, of all the Jedi that Qui-Gon can reach at the end of his life, in case I die, I want Mace Windu to <laughs> check this out. Um, Oti, so we have this Mace Windu book. Like I just forgot the name of the other Jedi Master's book that's coming out. Plus we have a Je uh, Mace... Force, the Living Force, thanks. Mm. We also have a Mace Windu kind of comic series that's coming out. So it's a lot of Mace out oh. there. Are you surprised by this? Are you excited to read Mace Windu stories? No. <laughs> <laughs> so why you're leaning back? I saw you leaning. Let, let, let me pull this up. I, you, I, I thought you would know this. I I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love his performance. I <laughs> love him. I don't like Mace Windu. I hate that character. I, I do blame I, for me. Him sure. and Luminara are to blame for everything. No, they're not to blame for everything. 
they're not to blame for everything. They are the embodiment of everything that was wrong. Yeah. And I do not like Mace Windu. Um, I know people love him, and I'm excited for everyone to get this book and dissect it and read it. I will not be one of those. <laughs> I will. I look forward to listening to the Raider Rebellion review. All right, I'm just gonna read for anyone that might be listening to this on the yeah. audio podcast. Uh, Dale said on the chat, "Now we lose Oti, not to a connection issue, but he's dying inside." And I saw that's why I went to Alan first because I saw you kind of just leaning back, and I, oh, that's right, he's not the biggest Mace Window fan. I'll go to Alan first, get some um, some good conversation. I'm very excited for the living force. I am not excited for this book, and again, like I'm glad it's coming out. I'm just yeah. Like, you know I'm selective with the books, the yeah, Star Wars yeah. books I'm reading. Yeah. This is not going to be my list. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. Uh, they send uh, it to me, I'm going to uh, just forward it to you. Here you go, Ote. It's your it, responsibility. It, if someone like you is like, oh, they read it. Like, you're going to like it, I'll read it. But, like, no, I'm not very interested. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I, I just quick mention. Like, I hate Mace Windu. I do not blame him for the citizen thing. I okay. think that was a very appropriate thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fine. Oh, it's one of those similar to when uh, I just wrote the name Crimson Rain that came out a couple of months ago. I wasn't going to, going to read it, but got the opportunity to get an advanced copy. So of course I read it and I enjoyed yeah. it. So maybe it's the hopefully it's the same. You, like, I mean, I, you know, I was trying to get my hands on on advanced reader copies. I, I I don't like the Kindle thing. That's why I jumped out of Night Cali. Yeah. But if that's like the first one that hey Oti, you get to read it, I'll be like thanks. But no thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Otis' views do, do not reflect Radio Rebellion's views on advanced copies. No, no, no. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> my opinions are my own. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool synopsis, but like Alan said, it's kind of weird that Mace Windu is the guy that Qui Gon leaves a kind of a death message. If I die, make sure that Mace Windu gets this. It's an interesting synopsis that they kind of explain this book. So. The cover is pretty cool. You gotta give it at least for the cover. The cover is awesome. I'll I'll give <laughs> <Yeah>. it that. <laughs> Again, and it's it's like a like I'm not like pinching myself like oh, me. <laughs> so I just don't like the character. Like yeah. so, if I'm not gonna invest time in reading a book. <laughs> For you guys out there in the chat, do you like Mace Windu? Are you excited for this book? And we're still waiting to hear Alan's pitch. I mean, not Alan's. Uh, Dale had a pitch that he wanted to talk to do mention. I wanted to say see what that was. Do you want to know what's a great cover? This is a freaking great cover. <laughs> That's such a great cover that we are going to jump straight into it right now. And it's a spoiler review of The Eye of Darkness by George Mann. The Return of the High Republic, Phase 3, Trials of the Jedi. Oh my God, Oti. This book... We enjoyed Phase 2. We weren't the greatest fans. But as soon as we started, it's like, bam, we're right there yeah. where we left. It's been a year. But, oh, my God. It just straight up punched in the face with that prologue. By the way, um, there's a recurring thing in the book. Like, anytime Lena So or Markian or Gira is talking, they always do the hand thing. And yeah. it reminds me of me. Like, every time I want to talk here, I always do, like, something like this with my hand. <laughs> um <laughs> I I agree with what you said, Alberto. Um, phase two was different. It was I, I think it was very on purpose why it was different. This book makes a lot of sense of why they did what they did with phase two. I still don't yeah. love like I, I sometimes think we should have started there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was an 
amazing return to form. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to rank or anything, yeah. but I just love yeah. every single second I spent with this book. And to answer what I was saying before we started recording, <laughs> this morning, this book has 67 chapters, I think. <laughs> this morning, drumroll, I was in chapter 17. Oh my goodness. I sat in this couch Holy. for five hours reading the book, and you know I do the audiobook, but I was also taking notes. So I saw I, that. I, I, I saw that notes on their picture. I, I read it. I wasn't just like... <laughs> and I am very happy with this book. Alan, are you over the clouds like we are right now? I know you're in the occlusion zone. Hopefully we can get you out by the end of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, before we get into it, I just, I just want to, like, ask you to, like, especially because, like, there's been this gap since the events of The Fallen Star. The weight of that event, that was what closed out Phase 1. And then the fact that they decided to go back into Phase 2. How do you feel that, that especially, like, we've had, not only it's been a year for these characters that we've missed so far. We physically, we've been apart and we've had to sit with the weight of what the galaxy is going to be for, for everybody. You want to go, go uh, Yeah. You go first, I go first. Okay. <laughs> I just watched it in Force Awakens. Uh, who talks <laughs> first? Uh, um, I feel it because even though I enjoyed Phase 2 and there's a lot of things that I love about it, the I think the point of it, or most of the point, was to kind of see the nameless and how it kind of got to where we are now, and how Mark and Roy got to that point with his family and more than. I think that could have been done in one big novel. You can cover most of that, or a long comic series. I think it was too much. And even though there's some characters I did enjoy, it was not the same. Like coming back after a year or year and a half since phase one ended with the fallen star, which like you said, Anna just left off with that big gap, that big hole in our chest. I think it works because we feel just like different mm -hmm. characters feel right now. Because I yeah. love that we also got that one year gap in the story. It's not like, oh, it just fell, fell down yesterday. Let's go attack the now. Now it's no, we've been suffering for a year. Uh, but also Lina So and the council said this throughout the book. It's, yeah, we there's a big loss. The galaxy is still moving. There's still stuff that we need to do else. I know you want to go attack, but all these people still need help. I still got to manage the galaxy until the, the chancellor. So we're in that same spot, right? We've been suffering yeah. this. So when we get them, I think we're right there with them. So I did enjoy that part. Is we, and right now, like phase three, Oti, we keep talking. It's They're going to push this to late 2024 so like we got the wow. next book doesn't come out to like march or something so it's we need time so I, i'm okay with it i quick comment we get a tease of wreath and what he's doing <laughs> and i was like oh so that book's coming out soon i was like wait no the next ya is in march yeah. and the person in the cover is vernestra so i don't know when we're getting read mm -hmm. <laughs> um anyway so I have two sides uh, of this. Um, my biggest issue with this book is something I'm pretty sure was intentional. And mm. it's that we don't get the characters together. Everyone's on their mission doing their yeah. thing, and we rarely see, the, see them interact. 
to the point that when they finally get together, when we finally start seeing those connections, the book ends literally. <laughs> like, um, the, uh, we're in spoilers, so the book literally ends when uh, Elsar and uh, Avar see each other. Oh, like, I was like, just, no. just fingers <laughs> touch. It's like, like. <sighs> um, so, so in that sense, I was like, at the beginning, I was like, come on, like, when are they going to be together? Like, not just Avar and and Elsar, but like everyone, like, yeah. we don't see Elsar and Belle talk, like, basically, um, except for that one scene. So, so I, 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 at first I was like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, but then I realized, like, they, they're doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. And but on the other side, it was very interesting because we see all these characters in a very different state that we left them a year ago, and that was like surprising but also fun, like figuring out where their head is at, like seeing mm -hmm. Elsar second guess absolutely everything. everything he's doing, seeing Avar feel that she has to atone for what she did, um, seeing Belle like struggle not to diversion to revenge and you know stick to the light side so that that was very very interesting for me so we'll just be talking kind of jumping back and forth and Ala, i want to get your yeah. take on this i know you're a huge uh seven geos fan also that avar that part of her feeling so guilty for what for stellan's death for the fall of starla because she's like i'm the marshal of starlight beacon yes Stellan took it because i'm going crazy following uh freaking lorna d instead of being there helping out if i was there i could have helped out so now she's yeah. into the occlusion zone trying to help rodians oh let me take this grain of shipment and the shipment of grain to them and when she does they're like okay great what's the next one coming no this is it oh this is only gonna last us a week it's like it doesn't matter what i do it's not enough and i love that freaking little uh Ogla, the it was great i have spoken uh, I but have alan for you seeing i mean the book in general about Avar chris the hero of Hetzel, broken down to this point yeah no i really like the perspective because especially because the reason why she's in the occlusion zone in the point point is because she got that confession with elzar and like this common romance trope I want these characters to talk and hash it out, mm -hmm. out yep. and they just need to talk it out. But no, she she runs. She's mm -hmm. she's the one that runs straight into doing I it is my duty. I'm supposed to be the hero. I should have been there for Starlight Beacon, but this is this is my fault. And so that's the reason why she's on her own and that you feel that that way. Yeah. But it's it's a classic like Romeo is romantic, and you feel that you feel Elzar, Elzar literally like pining, sending messages, he love across messages the galaxy. across the stars, literally across the stars. I teared up once in this book, and it was when Porter's like, "No, no, no! I heard the messages. I, I'm listening." Yeah. I was like, oh, "It's not in vain." <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm so. Well, Okay, I, let's talk about go ahead anyway. I just quickly want to mention, like, and I want to hear your per, quickly your perspective on this, Alberto, because I know you're not a comic books guy. And I was thinking, like, if you don't read the comics, basically the last time you saw Ever Chris was in Light of the Jedi. Yeah. 
when she was like this pristine goddess. She shows she she shows up at the end of uh, Fallen Star, and uh, she fights with uh, with Selen a little bit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But in yeah. the comic, she 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 basically almost falls to the dark side. Like not this whole join me thing, but yeah. you know, Keith Trennis has to be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, she cuts off Lorna's. Yeah, yeah she almost kills Lorna D, and and. She's also reeling from that in this book because she has this thing like I did all these horrible things and she's like so I killed 900 people and now I need to save 900 people and mm -hmm. I love how the Agna's like that's not how this works yeah. like <laughs> so you're right um haven't been able to follow the comics but I will get the new Tyoric comic line this comic is for a uh, short series oh, for, for, I'm getting uh, that one okay. I'm getting that one I love Ty um um that's one I good things about being on Star Wars Twitter is even if I'm not reading the comics, I, I know what's going on because people do talk about those. Yep. But also I'm glad mm -hmm. that there's a little bit of her in Tales of Light and Light and Dark or Tales of Light and Life. Light and Life. Light and Life. Thanks. In that Claudia Gray story, there's a little bit of her. Serving in the buffet, like giving food. Yeah, serving <laughs> the buffet and getting to talk with uh, the vessel crew. So I got a little bit there and kind of knew a little bit of her mindset where she was. And again, I think Kevin Scott or whoever is writing the, I don't know, High Republic Adventure or something, there's three issues. There's been a little, a couple of clips that they posted on, not clips, but kind of pages. And it's that conversation that she has with Elsa right after the Solar Beacon falls. They have a little conversation when Elsa confesses what he's done. And that, and when she, like you said, Oti, she just bounces. She can't deal with it. She goes, nope. didn't have the conversation that I, I was talking about and then poor Elsa man is growing his beard looks like <laughs> Stellan Geos has to be Lina So's friend he's the confident he like you said the 100% he second guesses every decision but knows that he he wants to go on the offensive but it's not that easy I I know you wanted to jump to Porter but you you, yeah. you mentioned her and I want to say I loved Lina So in this book yeah I know people were like Lena sus. Oh, Markian is right. Like, nah, 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 nah. nah. Like, uh, if you still think Markian is wrong, right, you're wrong. Like, I, I, I still love my boy. Like, <laughs> he's still my favorite character of this yeah. whole damn thing. And I, 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 I don't want him to die, but I also want him to die like in the worst <laughs> way possible. Um, but like Lena so was amazing. Like seeing her like really struggle to mm -hmm. juggle this. Like being a mom, being like. A friend to Elsa, being a politician, being the leader of this whole thing, like it, it, it was, and seeing her try and fail, and what do I do now? Like I, I thought that was pretty great. And even yeah. that, unfortunately, for all these chancellors, the good ones, not like Palpatine, having to balance the weight of all the citizens under your care, right? When she has to really take into consideration, am I bringing the now into the Galactic Senate with uh, Senator Gira Saros? I know it's a trap. I know it's not going to work. But I still need to at least hear her out. Because who knows? We're losing too many people. Alan, talk a little bit about Lina So. And then, like I mentioned, the prologue of this book starts with Markian Rowe torturing a Jedi Grandmaster just because they're making, they're doing experiments. Because, like Oti said, we hate him, but he's just a great Star Wars villain. Yeah, no, I think that 
the great thing that this book does that everybody has a personal stakes, especially because Lena So not only she's in charge of the galaxy, she her her son's in the occlusion show mm-hmm. and she has had no con- there's no and imagine like your loved one, your your son, and you have no idea if he's alive or, or dead. And all of a sudden, you you have an olive branch, and that's why that's I think that that's even why she entertained the fact that there's going to be a Nile senator yeah. coming to me. Uh, that that is such so interesting uh, as far as like the way that the this book like gives us this time to like get into the headspace of her. Mm-hmm. Well, you're surprised that we started like right there with. This Jedi Master, at least I haven't heard about him before. I don't know if he's been on any of the comics before. And then through the story, we learned that this um, Bell was there when he was taken. He remembers, of course, what happened with Loden. So he doesn't want to give up on Master pra- Pratray Vetter, pra- I think his name is. Yeah. And pra- just being tortured. Yeah, pra- just being tortured by freaking Boolean, who was a child 200 years ago, putting grenades. And bombs, and now he's torturing oh, the nameless torture. That, that was him. It's, it's him. It's that was him. Kid. I lo- I love these face two click click ins. You just recognize that it's yeah. it's all connected. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how was your shock? I guess we go from that. Not shock. So the first kind of I don't know how many. The first third of the book is preparing for the the anniversary of the fall of Starlight Beacon. We have this little ceremony. Our spies or people out there, nothing's going to happen. We have security here, security there. We're, we're cool. We're cool. You know, it's not cool because Marky and Rose is going to do something. And I mean, he freaking I, uses the, the Starlight Beacon's um, uh, signal, I guess, yeah. to just broadcast the murder of this Jedi Master. I'll say this: like I, I was expecting something bigger. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. let's not lose into perspective. These guys blew a space station out of the sky. <laughs> These guys bombed a Republic fair. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but like we as a reader, we know what the name must look like. And but like as far as like the oh, no, no. Time, it's still horrible yeah. what they did. <laughs> it, it, it's like I, I, I was expecting them to bomb Coruscant or something. <laughs> We're gonna hold it. It's just the first book. Let's hold it for the second one. Uh, the, the first book of the series starts with a hyperspace attack. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Alan, for you, I'm not seeing that how this Master Jedi was just assassinated, first tortured, assassinated on live television for everyone to see. And like you said, now at least the Jedi know what the nameless looks like this Jedi Hunter, they have an idea now of what they're fighting. So at least I think they can use it to their advantage. Yeah, it, it was really interesting, especially because now we see the return of real Dario and she's mm. basically, she's the reporter on the inside. She's been co-opted. There are people that, you know, this is, this is so present because this is the power of misinformation and putting yeah. that perspective and, Martian Rowe has his message, and this is the fury. This is what happens when you defy denial. And it's just reminding that the Jedi are vulnerable. And this is the fear that brought down the stars. 
And talking about fear, bringing down the stars and great villains. And why are villains in Star Wars so much drama queens that Martin Rowe <laughs> has to build his throne from the ashes of the legacy run that was the first ship destroyed during the great disaster? He builds it in Hetzal when uh, Avar Chris is the hero and he's just sitting there on his throne made of broken spaceship parts. I. Yes, he's a diva. He's a drama queen. Um, Mike Yonro is so crazy. And he, he, he's such a weird dude. Like, I love how he he was like, really? Kira, you're going to go to Coruscant? Okay, sure. Go, 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 go. And then, like, the whole uh, strike happens, and he's like, we sent you there and they attacked us like ah! it's like you didn't even want this he, to happen like yeah. what are you talking he, about he co-opted all, all that and it, and also there's a perspective that gira was the one that reorganized the neural nile in the first place she established the three new ministers because there's no more te tempest we're the runners. tempest runner there's, i do where miss are, it's this, this this is her and Marcio Rowe does not give a, does not give a crap about God. He just does not care. Okay, so we're in the market hour now. Yeah, um, yes, yes. I, so I've been saying since on phase one, probably like the second book or something, third, Marcio Rowe didn't care about this now structure. He doesn't care really about governing. It's just his hate for the Republic and uh, the Jedi. And we're seeing that. Full on, and like yeah. you mentioned, Alan Gira trying to no, no. If we want to make this uh, legitimate uh, government power, he doesn't give three f's about it. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go to your republic. Like those are your peeps. I'm gonna kill but everyone, including, and he knows. He knows he's making her move, so it's gonna be interesting. I love that scene when she's telling him, and he's like, "Do you really think I'm interested in governing?" Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like I don't care about. Taxes and healthcare. Like, no. When, oh, she said, "Oh, you won. You bring down the the beacon." No, they're alive. I haven't won till I've killed every single Jedi and the Republic is ashes. I haven't won. So, like you say, he's he, he's gone. His no, head he, is gone. And, and, but he, he's he's just he's like a bratty teenager that grew up to be a monster. Um, yeah. I for me, like his brain still works like it did in Rising Storm where he's like, I gotta take, and even in Light of the Jedi, I gotta take my revenge on these guys for killing my dad, only for us to learn that it was him who <laughs> killed him. So it's like, what is, what mental connections are you making here? Yeah. Like, And for me, that's why he's so interesting. He's so unpredictable. We never know what he's gonna do or what he's thinking about because I don't know what's going on in his head. Like, it's just like, Random things are connecting, and it's. Yeah. It, I, I think that's it's that Marda insanity going on. <laughs> At one point, I think he he hears Marda. He right? said that. I, I marked it. A, I I have a a structure on how I mark things in the book. Yeah. I, I marked it as a very important moment, and he's like he's talking to his dad again, and he's like, and I'm also talking to this old woman that was in my family, Marda or something. <laughs> I'm like, he's, oh yeah, he's gone. Once he goes into the Marda path, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have these ministers with Bullion and Gira Saros and uh, what's the name of the other guy? General, uh, General Vis. 
Viz, which I guess showed up in the, the Blade comic book. So he has a little bit of beef with Porter Angle. Let's Porter. jump to Porter a little bit. And I love that they bring in those, even if I didn't enjoy Phase 2 that much, they're still making those connections that it still matters. Love that his armor, or her armor, I should say, is made of Beskar, so you can just slice her cool down reveal. with, <laughs> with yeah. a lightsaber. I love Porter. We met him in Lado the Jedi, making his two... Oh, the Blade of Bardot, I was all this. And now he's this great Jedi Master. I thought like three times that he wasn't going to die. We still don't know where he's at, but his scenes mm. were very interesting because, again, connecting to Phase 2 and all the, those Pathfinder droids that we are searching just to be able to send that message through, that worked for me. And that ending, when he, like you said, he got the message, he meets uh, with Avar, kind of saves her at that point. It was like, great to get him back. He he always does something crazy. I uh, because here he gets in the in the drilling thing to wreck the other ship. Yeah, um, I I I remember in in Valo where he was like jumping from ship to ship, <laughs> like slicing them with lightsabers. <laughs> um, it, he was awesome in this book. Um, and I don't think he's dead. Like uh, that that ending for him. If, if it's the end, it was like because he's like he's lived for so long and he's like okay so this is how it feels like that that was cool. one final dance but oh <laughs> that was a great line oh. um but i also think it's a great first page for a charles soul comic <laughs> oh yeah i so, mean alan where where do you stand on porter angle because general v same thing he's not dead we kind of yeah. they separate it was very force awakened with um Kylo and oh. Ray separating. It was kind of the same thing. They're kind of different levels of those yeah. two ships kind of breaking apart, kind of fade to black. We don't know what happened to them. Do you think yeah. we'll get them back, um, Alan? I definitely think so. But this is this was like a great ending, to, especially for those of us that read the Blade and have mm -hmm. so many face two. I really like Porter because like this is this is the most Andor most. <laughs> Jedi actually rebelling because we've never seen the Jedi order except in their height when they're at war when they're the big power this is we we've only seen regular people like rebelling against and yeah. he's literally piecing together droid bits so he can get the message out and only just because he managed to hear Elzar's message across like pathfinder communication networks that everyone else besides him forgot about <laughs> and so this is this is him finding like all these connections and this is this is great i've never seen the jedi quiet like this before yeah i love that he constantly kept mentioning creighton's son yeah so you mentioned at the beginning Oti, we got bell and Buriaga patrolling the storm wall. And we got mentioned some of my favorite newcomers, which are Asasso and his master. We got oh, Buria Kang's book. So Amadeo, Amadeo. Amadeo. And they're going to show up, obviously, in some of the next ones. So in the Reef novel. Yeah, in that Reef novel, uh, oh. something about the Nameless, uh, Tears of the Nameless, I think. Oh, I would love to see Amadeo and Reef together. That, that could be super It's fun. coming. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. I, I will say I think Bell and Burry's story was like the weakest part for me. Mm -hmm. I, I usually in all the other books I'm dying to get back to Bell. Here I was like, oh okay, Bell. I, I kind of 
think they were there just to remind us, like, yeah, yeah, they're still here. They'll be important later on. Um, but I, I don't think, like, the book, like, knew that much what to do with them. Like, I, yeah. I did like the whole revenge thing and Buri being that anchor for mm -hmm. Bell, just like Stellan was for um, Elsa and, 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 and Avar. But apart from that, I think, like, yeah, they showed up here and there and did things. Yeah, he even if I, I don't think that, like, Bell and Burry, like, they didn't have, like, the big role, but the, I think the big message of the book is that mm -hmm. everybody's doing all these small acts of rebellion. Elzar's doing his thing, but failing. Avar Chris is doing his thing, but she feels that she's not doing doing enough. If Bell and Burry, they did fall, fall they lost Pratavirate, but if they weren't in those places, we didn't we wouldn't get to the end no. we wouldn't get to that final point and the jedi i know that no, nothing they do is small everything is there for a purpose and they are there moving forward so i agree with you alan because same i agree also Oti, that they didn't have a lot to do in the book but what the idea behind it was great that they're still mm -hmm. helping people out there it's like yeah we have all these other big things happening but we still need to help the people around this border and yeah. trying to get that path engine kind of made sense to find a way through it yeah and just kind of covering all that with kind of bringing bell back to it when they're helping on this planet that everything's falling down and you're just trying to help someone and then buria is like i'll hold this up i'll burn myself just go and save someone we at least need to save save who we can right we can't save everyone yeah. let's just save who we can it's that's what the jedi are there for it's also reminding us the Jedi are here I, to help people. They're not this yeah. big warrior uh, army out there. They're here to help the people in need. So that message was really good. Th throughout this whole book, I kept remembering a scene from Justice League, the movie. And I, I can't remember oh. if this is in the in the Snyder Cut or just mm -hmm. in the Joss Whedon version. version. Um, I, I don't like the Joss Whedon version. I don't like Joss Whedon. Um, but there's a line in that movie that I love. That's when when they're about to strike the the parademons. That Flash is freaking out, and Batman mm, grabs and yeah. just like save one person, yeah. just one person. Um, and that's like basically the theme. You can't save everyone. Like it's yeah. it's literally impossible. Just do what you can. Like stop thinking about re redeeming yourself. Just just do it. Just save yeah. one person. <laughs> so one that tried to save someone and ended up killing. Uh, like a dozen people, was our friend Elsor Man, which we were, you said it, Oti, since before this book came out, Elsor Man is going to Elsor Man at some point. And yeah. he did his best holding back. Um, Kevin Toy told him, I think I have a plan. If we kind of repeat these measures that Droid has broken up, he won't be able to know what's going on. Let's just go. We can go and cross. And no, they couldn't. And all this starship just crashed into the storm wall. And he's about to kill himself at some point. I don't know how he's still alive. I'm gonna push back. I don't think this was an Elsar Man moment. Um, I, I think it was a heavily influenced by him pushing, like we gotta do this. But let's remember what happened before. Lena Sosa, yes, and Lena Sosa one. Who, everyone. She she yeah. puts her hand up to to uh, Kevin Tar like, no, nah, I, I got the information I, I needed. The entire uh, or, um, council said yes. So, mm -hmm. yes, he he was very pushy about it, but I don't think this was an Elsar man moment. I don't think it qualifies. <laughs> At any point during that 
those pages, Alan, do you think it was going to work or were you, ah, it's something's going to happen that it's not going to go as planned? Or do you had that bit of hope that we're going to able to cross the, the stone wall into the occlusion zone? I mean, we remember, you know, Kevin Tarr was the one that, that eventually like helped everybody get the final occlusion, the emergence point. So seeing him there, we had that small hope that maybe the smallest like ember that this would actually, I, I mean, I felt that this is, this is Elzar at his lowest, lowest point. This is what this book is going to be. Yeah. And I knew that going in, especially because like, after what happened and because it's been a year for us as readers, uh, I, I didn't think that he'd get everything that he wanted, but this, well, it, this was biting. Yeah. This was, this was, this is a biting moment for, for me. I thought for a small moment that it would, they would get there. I, I was hoping, I was hoping. I, I didn't think it was going to be a moment because Kevin Tar was like, ah! I don't know. I, I don't think I would go ahead with it. So like <laughs> that was there for uh, it was there for a reason. I was very optimistic it was gonna work. Like mm. I had this epic image of the the, the Republic arriving at Hetzal and being like, "This is Admiral Radisson from the Rebel <laughs> Alliance." <laughs> um, um, but the the minute like like yeah, it had to happen. Like they, they weren't gonna get through. So yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, right though, I, I did want to mention. I think it's very important that Elsar Man thinks this is a screw up. Of yeah, this. like mm -hmm. because he's hitting him, and and um, Lena Sol's like, "Don't you dare say anything! <laughs> like, stop! Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to hear it." <laughs> Lena So is a great character. You wouldn't think so, right? For a chancellor, for all that importance that she has, to kind of be that shoulder to kind of cry on for for Elsar at this point, because like you mentioned, her son's there. In, inside the occlusion so so she knows what everyone's going through but after this attack freaking markian rose says you know what i'm eh, this i feel a little bit claustrophobic let me expand i need a room an open open floor plan and just expands the freaking that was zone. like i was when that started yeah. yes yeah, that was a big surprise, but it's something like you say, maybe attacking it wasn't a big attack in that first one year anniversary, but this was a bold move for him. And then giving that speech, like they pushed me and I'm yeah, just I'm liberating you. Yeah. See, see, I'm that, helping you. Is, They're trying to come and attack us. It's their this, fault. This is like the, the meme of the US Army arriving, bombing a place, and being like, prepare to be liberated. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Very timely, I would say. Also, oh, I could spend an entire hour talking about how this book is about what's going on right now. Look, it was a bit difficult at times reading the book, yeah. right as the events in Palestine were going on. It's like it's yeah. almost. Oh, I'm not even words. talking. I'm not even talking about it. I, I, yeah. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> All right, so wrapping up, unless there's something else you guys want to talk about at the beginning when we were talking about uh, Mark and Roe, it's like, yeah, we want him to die. We love him. There's this revenge that Bell is going through, but Buriaga brings him back. We know Elsar, his headspace sometimes is not the best. When all this is said and done, let's speculate that Mark and Roe is going to die at some point, we hope, we think. Who do you think is going to strike that killing blow? A lot of people say it has to be Bell because of Lord and Greystorm. 
I kind of sometimes feel that Ava Chris has gone through a lot and she's going to still go through a lot. I think she's going to be the one to suffer a lot this, this phase. Or are the Jedi going to rise above and not be a Jedi that kills him? Maybe the Republic or he kills himself or I don't know. Do you have a favorite on who you think might strike that blow? Alan, we'll start with you. Hey, I I think that it probably could be poetic if just he ends up just being consumed by his power. It's the nameless. It's going to be the nameless that he's going to try to, you know, they're going to try to succeed in bringing them back to Planet X or dealing with the problem. That's the reason why we don't see them in current time. But they're going to deal with that. But as we saw with the mother, your corruption by using this power, like it hurts you in the end. You're, you may achieve everything you want. You may have the adoration and the eyes and stuff, but you're rotting from the inside. And I think it's just going to be like Palpatine's, you're, you're going to forge your own downfall. Okay. I I a thousand percent agree. I don't think it, there's gonna be like a big fight. I, I, we'll probably get yeah, a yeah. fight, but I don't think sure. that's gonna be his downfall. This book actually gets into it a couple of times. Gira reflects on it, like he's just way too arrogant, mm-hmm. and he thinks he knows it all. And she, she, in the last scene they have together, she tells him like, "You're just proving you have no idea what you're dealing with. You think you know the Jedi and the Republic, but you don't." Mm-hmm. And I think that arrogance is going to kill him. And I keep thinking of that moment when he's getting the leveler in Rising Storm, where he keeps seeing Asgard telling him, like, you have no Mm -hmm. idea what you're getting into. And I think that's where that's going to, that's the line this is going to go. Like, he's just too ambitious. And another thing, he has no plan. And (laughs) once again, everything is trembling around him and he does not see it. And maybe he does, maybe he has a backup plan. But like the three magistrates, something I, I forgot their name. Ministers. Um, the ministers. Ministers. They're like, what is this guy doing? Because there's the the one that goes to. It's not one of the ministers. It's one of their assistants that tells Gira, like, mm. let's stay in touch because yeah. this guy's cuckoo for cuckoo. Cuckoo cuckoo out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very interesting. Interesting to see. Right what this Bulio guy is doing, because we've seen a few images already of the experiments he's doing with the Nameless. He needs more Jedi to do those experiments and to feed the Nameless. Um, I don't think that they're trying to, oh, let's give Marky on the Force, uh, and then the Nameless eats them. But it's also a lot of people out there also talking about, it's not the Nameless fault, right? They were taken for their planet. We saw what, they, what happened to the mother you mentioned, Alan. She, by hiding her force sensitivity, got destroyed at the end. Well, yeah, I don't think, I hope that it's not a Jedi that does it, just because after this kind of era ends and we get into the prequel era, right? The Jedi, the peace and justice in the galaxy, we don't want to go into that era with them just murdering you know, just their enemies. But I think it's very interesting. I hope, I cannot agree with what you guys are saying, that Markian Rogers has this big ambition without a plan to get to it. Or with a final destination, basically just making it up as his go, just destruction, he's, destruction. He's it might be someone from inside. It might be Gira Star, Gira Star, just with a back backstab. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be cool. Because she's 
we I hate her. This is probably one of the characters I hate the most. But she's she knows she knows what's going on and how to play both sides. I think she's gonna keep kind of playing it up and gonna have something to do by the end. I I hope she finds some redemption in in some way. Um, because I think she's realizing that she's done something horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that will be interesting to study as as the story yeah. goes along. Um, I, I have like a big picture thing that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're there yet, so maybe I'll no, no, yeah, I'm just gonna ask for uh, last last thoughts on the book. No, I, I just wanted to say like I I went into the High Republic thinking that we were gonna see how the Jedi turn into the Jedi of the prequels, how mm-hmm. you know they basically get so dogmatic, and yeah. I'm starting to think we're not going to get that. I think we're going to leave them still at their height. Or maybe a version of their height. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to start seeing them turn into um, military people and, and that no. kind of thing. What the accolade is for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, Alan, any final thoughts on The Eye of Darkness? Yeah. No, I, I'm just excited because we're getting that big question, what do the Jedi fear? And with Avar Chris, like she's going through it. She was so afraid that after all the good that I do, a whole planet, I can't save it for more than a, a week for all the light that I can do. And the answer is that that no, no amount of things that you do is not worth it. Your small actions eventually do add up. And if you have other people, and then once she comes back, she was afraid of co- coming back to Elzar, but her desire to that that's what won in the end. And I I felt that moment when she punched it in that star in that starship, in the path engine failed, mm-hmm. strike just like on the ground, you're like, you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> and for the smallest moment, she was like yeah. so joyous that we're gonna die together. And then for a moment you see her turn and see like oh oh crap. And then for a second you think that maybe it won't, maybe it won't. Yeah. But it works. It works. Yeah. It felt that that connection and uh, that's so fulfilling. And that's I was afraid for half a second it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> but I, I, I thought they were gonna fail. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll finish up. I'll quote Oti that this is going to end with the power of friendship, right? <laughs> but, El, I mean, finishing up with Ava Chris, the whole book, she's like, I don't have my connection to the force. I don't hear my, the song of the force. As soon as she goes to Coruscant and is surrounded by all the Jedi, all her friends, the, the full power, song of the force is back. The power yes. of friendship, baby. <laughs> um, you just need the, the, the hearts, <laughs> the care bears, and... The All power those. is yours. Captain yeah. Planet. Great show. <laughs> but it uh, was a great return to the High Republic. So excited. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I love the book. Um, and yeah, I, I, quick mention like it, that moment when she finally gets there and finds Bell. Like, I was so excited and then started thinking, like, this feels like a triumphant moment because it is. They worked so hard to get to that point. But like they saved one person. <laughs> There's a dozen <laughs> systems behind yeah. that wall <laughs> filled with people. All right. So can't wait for the next one. Next but hey, week. they have a path drive, so maybe now they can start. They can and Mark and I think it. knows this. He probably likes it. I say I'm tired of hiding uh, behind. Finally it. war. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. And for that, we're done with our talk on Star Wars. Well, we're not done for the day. We got to go to that segment. We don't talk about Star Wars. We talk about something else. And it's a world between fandoms. All right. A world between fandoms. And there's only one. I, actually, before we go into Doctor Who, um, Oti, you know what movie I finally watched? Which one? Everything. Everywhere. At, oh, at I saw once. your gift. I finally yeah, watched yeah. it. I watched it two days Rakakui. ago. Rakakui. That's my favorite part. I love that. Because it's just a throwaway line. Because I actually didn't remember it's a rat. It's Ratatouille. And then no freaking Rakakui is there again. I'm kidding. Lovely. My wife and I were just rolling on the floor with freaking Rakakui. Enjoy the movies. Very crazy. That part just had me. I Great movie. I love it. Um, yes. I did want to mention, if you have not seen, I know you haven't seen it, Alberto. I don't know if you have seen it. I know. If you guys have not seen Godzilla minus one, oh. I'll just echo my tweet. Find the largest theater <laughs> with the loudest sound and go watch that movie. That movie is unreal. Like, it, I please, almost went. Please watch it. <laughs> I went. I was in Texas these like, past couple of days. My hotel right in front of a movie theater, and I didn't go. I couldn't find the time. My brother went yesterday, and it's raving about it. I don't know. I, I got to find a, a I left my it. office Christmas party early to go watch it, and ha- halfway there, I was like, why oh. am I doing this? Like, come on. I could watch it on the weekend, <laughs> yeah. and I am. I do not regret doing it. <laughs> I, I, I think this is like the point that has people being like, wait, what? Like in a Godzilla movie? Yeah. In the last scene. There was a person like two seats next to me. It was a guy mm-hmm. alone in the theater, just like me. That guy was sobbing, like <laughs> sobbing, and wow. I, it made me feel very emotional because because of what was happening. And yeah, listening to him be like, <laughs> <laughs> and like it was funny because like everyone stood up and left, and he was like, near to compose himself. <laughs> yeah. So please, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. All right. Let's talk Doctor about Who. Doctor Who, the giggle, the third special, the 60th anniversary. Uh, it's here. We have our new doctor. And our doctor is still here. Um, Alan, let's, I'm going to yeah. start with you because I haven't seen. I know I, you I, You I, got I, like I, 10 I, minutes, but. Yeah, okay, yes. But I, 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 I watched all but the last 10 minutes. So <laughs> mostly I, you, can, you can't spoil all of this, but uh, it was, it's surprising for a regeneration episode mm-hmm. I, i'm surprised that they can surprise surprise me with that yeah six years in yeah i i wanted to mention alberto i i told you i was gonna stop um watching the show so i could catch up with this yeah. and um last night i got tired of reading and said i'm gonna watch a doctor who episode and i watched i think it's the third one of of the first David Tennant season. Mm-hmm. And it's the one where uh what what's her name? Uh Jane uh Sarah oh, Jane my... Smith. Sarah Jane. Yeah, Sarah Jane comes back. It's mm-hmm. the one when Sarah Jane mm-hmm. comes back. And that episode goes into the whole doctor companion relationship, why he can't get too attached, the yeah. burden of being a time lord. I don't know how <laughs> 
you know, I'm it not an perfect. I don't, I'm not an atheist, but I'm so happy <laughs> I watched it last night because, oh my god, was it relevant? <laughs> like, this the whole conclusion of the the episode was basically a straight light from from that episode. So, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think if I had seen it. If I if I had if I had not seen that episode when I watched this, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Yeah, I'll be honest. The uh, I was a little a little bit let down by the toy maker. I don't think it was this yeah, bad villain for like this is the last episode of the of the of the special. To me, it was kind of I like the scenes when they meet him back in nineteen twenty two or twenty three, oh, and they're in, in his shop. I like that part. Well, he goes back. Oh, let's play this ball game. It just okay. We're just throwing the ball back. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I love the dance, the dance number before, but then uh, uh, spice, the dance spice number girls. Was awesome. Yeah. I, I think, like, out of the three specials, this is my least favorite one mm-hmm. out of the three episodes. Um, but I still really liked it. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. the last half, the second, the last 35 minutes, it's like, come on, as soon as they separate and they're by by generate or regen by rege- by regeneration, Kutiga was great. <laughs> um, but I it's love also Kuti, by the way. Kuti, I learned sorry. it I learned it this week. <laughs> you mentioned this Oti when we talked about it last week, is how Doctor Who since See, uh, season one takes the, its moments. Yeah, we're fighting freaking aliens. Let's take two minutes to talk. And these three episodes were done always. What's how are you doing? What's going on? You're we haven't talked in 15 years. You feel a little off. Why is your face yeah. back? When you get that reveal of when Donut tells, I think I know why your face is back, is you need to take a step back and have what you've never had a family sit down, enjoy your life, kind of put all those burdens behind you. You've done enough. I'm there and, dying. And <laughs> I, don't again, again, last in, in the episode, I'm telling you, he goes into a rant of the, like, I can't have this. And that's like the biggest pain. I, I will never be able to have this. And here he is having it. I, yeah. I was very happy to see that. Like, yeah, it was someone tweeted, finally, we have one of these big franchises end with a happy ending. It's like, he deserves it and he got I was so afraid, not no, afraid, I, but it's gonna he's gonna die or regenerate. I don't wanna see it, but to have this and Alan, when I get your insight into it, when he starts saying, like this feels different, like kind of everyone pushes aside and then it kind of <laughs> separates. And I love that also they're half its close if we ten and half the closest we like, I love this. He's in his little short. He's without pants for, he's he's not, without pants until the end. Yeah. <laughs> But for you, Alan, I know you haven't seen the last kind of 10 minutes, but all that build up getting to to that reveal, I guess, that rege- by regeneration, how were your feelings going into this, to that point? Uh, I I was really surprised because I I thought it would be just, it'd be tenants exact, like, I don't want to go again. Yeah. We, oh. Expecting, what is this last words going to mm-hmm. be? And then it's going to, it's going we thought that it's just gonna be her first, but we should be grateful that we're getting him in these three episodes. But no, we this took me so so off guard. I'm I'm yeah. happy that it happened. I I love the soap opera a- a- aspect <laughs> of Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in for it. I I love it. 
I love because it happened a little bit early for me, right? It's like a 30, 35 minute mark. I'm like, really? It's happening now? Like, I'm also very happy that Cody had his chance to kind of be in this episode for so long. It wasn't just, yeah, regeneration, then, yeah, you'll be back in three months. So I'm glad he has some time to play with this. Um, Oti, for you, I know you're kind of catching up with Doctor Who. There's a few kind of spoilers. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> The, the 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 toy maker stops the episode to basically spoil everything that happens from Matt Smith to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> when he starts talking about Flux, I like turned on my phone. I was like, I'm not gonna listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like oh poor Otty. He just yeah, everything's fine. getting spoiled. Uh, no, and the thing is, he talks about Weaving Angels, which is the Blink episode, so yeah. I knew what that was. So there's no, for example, you you and Tony spoiled the Bat Wolf thing for me. But like, <laughs> I didn't know anything at that point, so I was—I I don't really remember what you or Tony said. So I'm like cool about that. But now I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know. So like, no, whatever. <laughs> it'll still work. I think it'll still work. Doctor I'm Who fine. will surprise you. Like Alan said it will surprise you. But um, ah, oh, what was I gonna say? I, I, I did oh. want to mention. I did. I just quickly wanted to mention that I was excited since I'm like a recent fan um, yeah. to yeah. experience my first regeneration with every with everyone and i didn't get that because it wasn't a regeneration yeah it was, you can say it was a bit of a, a cop-out actually yeah. really but the ending works you can still yeah. have it if you want to hey in five years or whatever let's make a, a story to doctors i'm waiting for them to do like the kami and piccolo thing like oh <laughs> uh, this is too powerful we need to fuse <laughs> Um, oh, that would be awesome. But also, quick mention, Alberto, like two weeks ago, we were right here. I was asking, like, who's Rose? Why is she important? And <laughs> now I'm like, uh, Rose. I like, I, 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 she's still in the show, but I know I'm not going to be happy with what happened. So, like, I'm like, oh, no, Rose. <laughs> oh, man, that episode. It still hurts. I know what I know what happens. It still hurts. I'm, I'm bracing for it. All right. Um, but I love, again, every time we've talked about so far, when the doctor is telling Donna, like, I don't think I'll be able to save you this time. And she's like, maybe mm -hmm. I'll save you. Like, you need to be safe. And of course, <laughs> it wasn't that type of saving, but you're here with me. And I love this show so much. My sister. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Anything else? As we say goodbye for to 2023 here on Radio <laughs> Rebellion. From I, Doctor Who, I mean. I I'm excited to finish and catch up and start with Chuti and see what I, I really liked what I saw from mm -hmm. from their version of the doctor so um we'll see we'll see yeah so and we don't have to wait too long it's uh Christmas day is the Christmas first episode. Day. so it's gonna be interesting because we already see he's gonna be uh, gonna play it very differently and to me that's fine it all depends what stories he gets and how the doctor is written which was my issue with uh, the previous one with um, Whitaker. Whitaker, thank you, Jodie Whitaker. Not her fault; she's a great actress. Some of the stories she got were in my favorites because it didn't feel like the Doctor. Hopefully, this does. So, but again, what yeah. we saw, I really enjoyed it. So, all right, that brings an end to our show today. And like I mentioned at the beginning, this is going to be our final show for 2023. We'll be back next year, unless something happens. If there is. An Acolyte trailer or a... Ray movie trailer. Here's the cast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's the cast for the Ray movie. Then we'll just make a special show and just cover it. But for right now, 
and mostly because I'm losing my office on Wednesday. My in-laws are coming. My office right. is turning into a bedroom. Although I just lo lost internet connection there. So maybe I'll be here then. Just looking at the dog pictures. Back we'll there. see. All right, Alan, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's a pleasure mm. when you're on the chat. It's a pleasure when you're here. Uh, so where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Anything else you want people to know? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Alan Mai Ching. I'm on TikTok and uh, Instagram at Touchy D-Pad. All right. Oti. I will quickly mention, I never plug anything. Yeah, Stay no. tuned to my Twitter at EP Star Wars because if you like Doctor Who, I'm working on something. Yeah, it might be something. I don't know still what it is. Maybe I just I, saw an image. I, I, I hit a roadblock today, so we'll <laughs> that's we'll not good. All right, so we're back. But it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. We'll be back next year. Yeah. I was gonna say something, but I forgot because Otti threw me off. But we'll be here eventually. Back. So stay safe, guys. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Stay safe. May the force be with you.